Good morning. I'm Ayo Wimala. Today's October the 14th. So, speeding, speeding into fall now, I guess. We're in the middle of October. So we've got kind of a gray day today. It's, it's definitely getting a little cooler, but we haven't had frost or any of those kind of strong reminders. So, um, we're just moving along one day at a time, seeing what weather changes come our way. And I hope wherever you live that the weather is good. If it's rainy, I hope it's rain that you need and you're welcoming it. And if it's dry, I hope you get some rain soon. And wherever you are, I hope you're content with whatever the situation is. So, we're continuing and almost finished. We have maybe one week to go of uh, reading passages, the daily reflections and the readings from this wonderful book on a pilgrim's companion to the sacred sites in India. The sites where the Buddha was born, where he became enlightened, where he did his first talk, Dhamma talk, and uh, where he where he died, and that's when he we talk about Padi Nibbana. That's the final liberation. It's when he left the earth. So today, day twenty eight, we're you know we're getting close to the to the end of his life, his old age, and uh, the reading is. Insight surpasses all. And the reflection is a different uh, reflection of death. Recollection, I'm sorry, recollection of death. We've had different reflections on death, and it's, I think, just from reading these, you can tell that the concept of death is very, is, is important in the Buddhist teachings because the nature of reality is the impermanence of all things, and uh, that's all, even that unchanging. Who we are is always is never unchanging; it's always changing. And then when we when we die, it's just changes. It's another step in that changing. But you can tell just from the reflections we've read that there's a lot of emphasis put on. The, the, accept, the acceptance of death and seeing it as part of this life and uh, learning how to handle our grief and our, our strong emotions, we tend to want to repress and not think about death. And uh, what that does is it leaves us more open for to have it be a, uh, we approach it, or when death happens to one of our loved ones, it's uh, it's shocking to us, and there's a lot of grief and a lot of a uh, lot of lot of fear about it. And I think the Buddha's teaching us every time we have a recollection or a reflection on death, he's hoping to teach us about the 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 reality of the world we live in and understand it better. So everything is precious, and that helps us live each day feeling 
uh, more responsive to the beauty in the world and to have gratitude for the world because we know we, we don't have a long time here uh, in, as who we are right at this moment. So it can help us with gratitude and appreciation and generosity because we also know that when we die, we don't take anything with us, just the actions that we've done, just the, just the volitional actions that uh, are what we call kama. So you can, while I do the reading and the reflection, you can just sit in meditation and just let the words come through to you as you like. And just, uh, you can be, re- they can be reflections for you or they can maybe stir something in you that you want to look at more or just more curiosity in that particular teaching. So be comfortable, find that posture that helps you be able to relax and just be completely present in the moment, completely present and awake. So the reading is Insight Surpasses All, and it's from, let me get my page turned, Anguttara Nikaya 920. The Buddha said to Anattapindika, in the past, a Brahmin named Velama gave a great alms offering of 84,000 golden bowls filled with silver, 84,000 silver bowls filled with gold, 84,000 bronze bowls filled with bullion, 84,000 elephants, chariots, dairy cows, maidens, and couches, many millions of fine cloths, and indescribable amounts of food, drink, ointment, and bedding. As great as the alms offering that the Brahmin Velama gave was, it would be even more fruitful if one were to feed a single person possessed of right view. As great as it would be to feed a hundred persons possessed of right view, it would even it would be even more fruitful if one were to feed a single once returner. As soon as as great as it would be to feed a hundred once returners, it would be even more fruitful if one were to feed a single non returner. As great as it would be to feed a hundred non returners, it would be even more fruitful if one were to feed a single arahat, and that's an enlightened uh, monastic. As great it would be as it would be to feed a hundred arahats, it would be even more fruitful if one were to feed a single pacheka buddha. As great as it would be to feed a hundred pacheka buddhas, it would be even more fruitful if one were to feed a single perfectly enlightened Buddha. As great as it would be to feed a hundred perfectly enlightened Buddhas, it would be even more fruitful if one were to feed the Sangha headed by the Buddha and to build a monastery dedicated to the worldwide Sangha. 
as great as it would be to feed the Sangha headed by the Buddha and to build a monastery dedicated to the worldwide Sangha, it would be even more fruitful if, with a trusting mind, one were to go for refuge to the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, and to undertake the five precepts. As great as all this might be, with a trusting mind, to go for refuge to the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, and to undertake the five precepts, it would be even more fruitful if one were to develop a mind of loving-kindness, even for the time it takes to pull a cow's udder. And as great as that might be, it would be even more fruitful if one were to develop the perception of impermanence just for the time it takes to snap one's finger. Fingers. So we went all around the circle. So greater than the greatest uh, gift or a meal given to a perfectly enlightened Buddha and a horde of followers and monastics would be to go to re- to take refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, and to undertake the five precepts. Even more fruitful would be to develop a mind of loving kindness. Even for just that second it would take to start milking a cow. And to develop the perception of impermanence to understand impermanence. That's beautiful. So, understanding impermanence and developing a heart of loving-kindness are the greatest things we can do for ourselves. I think that's wonderful. So, this is the recollection of death. And I think this fits beautifully with this reading. Seeing with wisdom the end of life in others, and comparing this to a lamp kept in a windy place, one should meditate on death. Just as in this world, beings who once enjoyed great prosperity will die, even so one day I will die too. Death will indeed come to me. Death comes along with birth. Therefore, like an executioner, death always seeks an opportunity to destroy. Life without halting for a moment, ever keen on moving, runs like the sun that rushes to set after its rise. Life comes to an end like a streak of lightning, a bubble of water, a dewdrop on a leaf, or a line drawn on water, like an enemy intent on killing, death can never be avoided. If death can come in an instant to the Buddhas endowed with great glory, merit, power, and wisdom, what can be said of me? Dying every instant, I will die within the blink of an eye for lack of food, internal ailments, or external injuries. 
So that's a beautiful uh, reflection just to have in our minds every day. And it doesn't mean we're being depressed or negative or um, not, not seeing the beauty and the glory in this world. It means... It means rather the opposite, that we know life is short and we know we want to have, we want this life to mean something for ourselves. And uh, understanding the nature of the world, and that includes that all things are impermanent, that's a big part of our realization, uh, that that applies to us as well. What a beautiful reading and reflection. So, everything is precious. Every, every living being, every tree, every plant, every, everything we feel connected to in terms of living. And uh, every moment is precious, every person is precious. So why don't we sit? We have some time. Just be aware of the body breathing. And if your posture, if you're holding your spine and allowing your spine to stretch out, you can feel how easy, how much easier it is to breathe and to feel feel your lungs taking in. Just be aware of how good it feels to take in oxygen, to take in that breath of life. We all know how important breathing is, if not because we've been meditating for a long time, because it's because of the pandemic and knowing. Each breath is life. When life stops, the breath has stopped. Let your body relax. Be aware of the body. Really be in your body, not zooming around somewhere else in your head. can be aware of any kind of feelings that arise from the reading. You may have some feelings that are unpleasant if you want if you've tended to avoid the impermanence. 
of yourself or a loved one. And it's okay to look at that feeling. This isn't a morbid subject. This is just nature, the nature of this nature as we think of nature and the nature of this world we live in. Every day we change, our body changes, parts of our body are dying, parts are being born. And just, if you have any uh, negative feelings arising, fear, um, any kind of feeling of, no, this is not something I can accept, uh, just, if you can, just be with it for a bit. Just try to explore it a little bit that quality of investigation. Be curious about it. And don't hang on to it. You can let it go. Come back to it again when when it arises and investigate it a little bit more. And if you notice feelings of comfort and understanding, you know you understand this concept, you know you've seen it in the world around you and you have accepted it for yourself. That's this beautiful quality to have, to truly accept the nature of impermanence. And let it be just a partner with you in helping you see what's important and helping you develop loving kindness.
and just in letting go of fear and anxiety all together. Breathe in peace. Breathe out peace. With each breath, just breathe in the peace of understanding and breathe out that same peace, peace of understanding more and more about this world and about the nature that we all live with. The nature of all conditioned things is to rise, stay for a while, and then fade away.
so thank you. If you can keep sitting, if you have the time and it's, it's the right space for you, the right time, just keep sitting. Just stay with your breath and just allow yourself to relax and let go and let be. There's nothing to fix, no need to, no need to even fixate on ideas or thoughts or plans. Just allow yourself to relax into the moment and think of the preciousness of this life and think of the good things you've done and the things you want to continue doing. But think of your good deeds and the things, the people you have mattered to as you go through life and the people who matter to you. And just create more of those gentle, beautiful moments. So, thank you. May everything we do and think and say today be done not only for our benefit, but for the benefit of all beings everywhere. Thank you. I'll I'll be here tomorrow.